With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. Simply visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. It's time for another political panel here at Reality Check Radio, RCR. I want to welcome special guest, but not first time around, not the first rodeo, as they say, Donna O'Kerry Phillips. Kia ora, welcome. Kia ora. Thank you for inviting me onto your panel. I'm Great looking to have forward you to back. our discussion. Yeah, so am I. Marie Buskey, fresh back from South America. Hola. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm really good. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Bonito. Happy yeah. to be home or, or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always good to get home. It's always good to get home, but it was certainly a um, culture shock coming home. Yeah, culture mm. shock. Uh, quickly, how? What? Uh, anger. Oh. It's after having five, five lovely, blissful, delightful weeks with some of the happiest people on earth to walk into an absolute wall of visceral anger on the 5th of February. What, in God's own? You're kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just, it's actually unsettled me. It's sort of like, you know, it's it's really sad. Marty, good to see you again. Marty Gibson. Good to see you guys. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even have to go to South America to get that. I've I've got that ongoing difficulty uh, retoxing with media. I, I just, I'm finding it more and more hard to engage with it. And I had that time off over the Christmas break, determined, really didn't, follow much media at all and um felt better for it and and just having to get back to it uh watching those breakfast news shows which have gotten even worse it's do you have to do that for work marty is that what you're telling us well well it's the sacrifice i make so so people don't have to if they choose not to well thank you i'd like to thank you take one for the team yeah for doing that i don't know how i don't know how people can do it these days elizabeth rata was on the program uh, this week, and she said that she still watched the six o'clock news, but she thought she'd have to stop doing that. And I suggested that maybe she should as soon as possible. But that's mm. the habit. So many people are in that habit, aren't they? That's the thing. Well, they are. And it's interesting. Did you see there were, oh, I mean, this is not on the list, I know, but there were a, a couple of stories. The Herald put out one, and, um, and I say story in inverted commas. It was the closest thing. I mean, they, it needed to have one of those ad, sponsored advertorial things at the top of it. And it was literally the entire reason why people should be reading them and trusting them because they're actually doing a good job. And on the same day that went out, Newsroom also put out a similar sort of piece, sort of decrying that they can't understand why people are lacking trust in the media and it's oh, now down to, what, 42%? And, and you know, it's, yeah. it's actually, it must be our problem. I don't believe that. I, they know. They know. One thing um, you've just triggered me, I've noticed, because I'm curious <laughs> about what comments are, you know, put with stories. And, and of course, uh, my legacy, MSM Association is Radio New Zealand, but uh, there are others, TVNZ, et cetera. I'm just seeing absolute ridicule comments, just one after the other, virtually all the time now. Particularly Ratioed is what they call it, isn't it? Ratioed, yeah. And it must be soul-destroying for them to see. I don't think it is. I think they've actually gotten to a point now they're so uh, wound up in their own eco chamber that they actually – just look at all of those and and just completely dis- 
discount them. I think there are some there, you know, that that may find it difficult. But no, I just think they get, they get to yeah. a point and go, oh, well, well, we'll shelve them because they're the crazy people. I know this is not on... No. One one bottle of wine's turning into two bottles of wine a night for some of them. You can kind of see those florid, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those, those enlarged parotid glands. You know that they have to just have to numb themselves to that voice of their own conscience, telling them. You know, I've noticed also stuff's done a relaunch. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Now that's going to go. Uh, anyway, let's get into uh, what's on the list. And uh, Donna, you're first up because uh, really keen to hear your. Um, Reflections, I guess, now on this Waitangi week, Waitangi day, um, talk of uh, treaty principles, referendums. Um, there's Honi Harawera, sort of barefaced as Seymour. You're, you're, you're trying to cancel the treaty. Um, he's saying, I never said that. It just goes on and on. And speaking to your point too, Marie, anger. There's anger. This is the luckiest country in the frickin' world. How could people be that angry? Well, I guess we've got to understand the backdrop of where that anger comes from. And I went to Turangawawai on the 20th, went down to Ratana, and then up to Waitangi. And I tell you what, we were staying 20 minutes away from Waitangi grounds. It took us four hours to get there. I mean, that gives you an indication of the crowd and everywhere around uh, our country, um, all the different celebrations people were saying and, you know, Facebook was full of photos and stuff. It's the biggest Waitangi day ever. Um, and well, that's saying, okay then. That's a celebration uh, you're saying. That's not. That's the opposite of anger. Well, well, no. Uh, in actual fact, it's a protest. What? What? David Seymour has done as United Martyrdom uh, uh, through uh, having, I guess, the audacity to change uh, the treaty. And to change a tr treaty, you've got to have two parties there, right? It can't be done unilaterally uh, as David Seymour has done. And when I talk about the backdrop, we've, we've got to understand our own history, and unfortunately we don't. We don't understand our own history. And it actually goes back prior to 1840. It goes back to the Declaration of Independence where uh, uh, King William IV gave Māori sovereignty over... Uh, um, so the rights, these rights were already uh, there before colonisation. And, and this is about maritime law that if you were to trade with the world and you had a ship and you were out there trading and you didn't have a flag, then you'd be blown out of the waters and classed as a pirate ship. So um, uh, um, the chiefs or the rangatiras back in the day um, uh, went to King William IV. They got their flag and they got acknowledged as a sovereign. Um and then from there, I think maybe in the back rooms, because uh, uh, James Busby was the author of the Declaration of Independence. Interestingly enough, Portito Te Whiro Whiro was one of the signatures on the Declaration of Independence. Um, the question has to be asked, why did the treaty come about? Well, the treaty come about because I think they realised just what was signed off. And they, 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 these are facts. I'm not making this up. Uh, and, and what was signed off was sovereignty, right? 
sovereignty, that Māori had sovereignty over their own lands, over their own resources. So Te Tiriti come about and it, it, I guess, in some sense, some people say uh, it's the, I guess, working uh, document of He Whakaputanga. So it's it's the, um, uh, oh, I had the term just before I was being interviewed, but literally it, it's the, the working document of He Whakaputanga and what it looks like because in the Māori version of Te Tiriti, it promised to Māori the exclusive and undisturbed possession of their lands, estates, forests, fisheries, and all other properties. And that's consistent with He Whakaputanga. Now, you got to remember, too, that Māori were the majority at the time, and there was no way Māori would have signed off any rights. So we've got the English version, and the Crown, in a way, tries to get its legitimacy from the English version. So there were 517 chiefs that signed the Māori version. There were 37 chiefs that signed the English version, and they're from where my husband's from. And so um, so it's his tupuna that signed the English version. Now, the difference between the English version and the Māori version are like gaping holes. The English version uh, says that Māori had ceded sovereignty. Now, if only one iwi uh, uh, signed the English version, technically only one iwi ceded sovereignty. I mean, that could be an argument, right? I'm not saying it's an argument, but that could be an argument. So uh, um, so the gaping hole between he whakaputanga, te tiriti o waitangi, and the English version is huge. So there have been protests, uh, um, there have been many things that had happened. So there's a whole lit litany of grievances since the signing of the treaty. You've got to remember that, that Māori had in their ownership in, in there that belonged to them 100% of the land before colonisation. For there to be a peaceful transition, the promise was that Māori will protect British subjects if it was acknowledged that they had authority over their land. By the late 1870s, two-thirds of Māori land that was in the ownership, well, Māori didn't technically have the term ownership, but they had their own boundaries. And by 1870, two-thirds of their whenua was lost. Um, getting into to the late and early 19th century, um, the majority of the land was lost, and I think there's less than 5% in Māori ownership now. So that's the history. How that land transferred from Māori ownership into Crown title and then often to, to other ownership has always been the bugbear, and that's where the Crown has breached so there was promises made under He Whakaputanga and promises made under Te Tiriti, and those promises started to be ignored by the 1860s. Um, in the 60s and 70s, this is the era that I was born in, um, and I dare say maybe you too, Paul, there were a lot more protests about the loss of land, the loss of culture, the loss of language. And so... Um, the government to reconcile all that created the Waitangi Tribunal and to look at all the breaches that have happened since the signing of the treaty. 
And so a lot of work has been done since 1975 to bring up uh, the Māori economic base, to bring up the health of Māori. Uh, whether or not we've been successful in that is a whole nother no. panel, actually. <laughs> it's a whole nother panel. I won't go there on that. But what I'm trying to do is give a bit of a backdrop to the history because this just didn't happen with David Seymour. David Seymour and and his narrative, his rhetoric has really upset martyrdom because we've come leaps and bounds since 1975. So what to do? Because we can't operate a country in 2024 as if it was 1840. Well, 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 um, but here's the thing. That's the problem. That's the problem. Um, uh, uh, Things have happened since 1840. That is impacted on one 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 culture because because if you look at Waitangi, you've got uh, a James Busby house, and then you've got the Fuddy uh, the Fuddy Nui that's there, and and they were they were symbols they were symbols of the coming together of two peoples, and in our history there we have tried to come together as two peoples. What David Seymour has done, and by the government pulling te reo, because you've got to remember, I'm third generation that's lost the reo, and I still don't have my mo- my mother tongue, which is te reo uh, rangatira. And, 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 you know, that's a huge... What's stopping you? Well, uh, I've, I've learned, I've tried, and, and it's really difficult. There is trauma that comes with not learning your own real because your father was beaten by the system, your grandmother was beaten by the system. Um, you were you were told that, that back in the day by teachers and yeah, but what, else. I, I get all that, but what can we do? What can we do? Well, first of all, this is my point. You've got to understand the backdrop because if you don't understand the history, you're only going from emotions that's happening today. No, I, I, so I get what it. I'm sharing with you is the backdrop, trying I'm to give you some insight. No, no, I, I, I get it. Why? Because because unless you understand that, then then you're going to say, "Oh, the, these bloody Marties, what are they getting angry about?" Well, I've just shared at a very general level. Well, it's not just Marty. Intergenerational. Angry. Everyone's it's angry. Intergenerational. And so I'm giving you a backdrop on Yeah, that. but at some point... So, so, so yeah. I'm just going to jump in. So one of the... Because, I mean, I don't judge the white sheep by its cover, Donna, but I'm quarter Māori as well. And I, you know, and I grew up on the East Coast. And one of the things that I really struggle with now is the... Um, the and I grew up in the 70s and 80s, so there was a certain level of moving forward. And I, under, and I understand all the things that you've just talked about, because let's mm. face it, you know, there were some dirty deals done dirt cheap. We know that, but the, that white honey true cheap people lost their lives. Yeah, but, lost their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also too, you know, there was that period of time, you know, from eighteen, I think it was from about what seventeen eighty through to about eighteen thirty, um, of about forty odd years, where you know forty percent of Māori died at the hand of Māori, you know, at that time of early se- settlement, and so so there's a lot of. Um, uh, well, can I just ask you a, a question? You, you, yeah. you seem proud of your Māori whakapapa. Do you attend your marae and do you go to marae meetings and do you call it all with your kaumatua? Uh, with you some of the family. with your own people? Yeah, I do. With some that, that I'm able to um, access. But again, we're all spread out. 
We're all spread out. We're all, um, and and I've got this interesting situation where I have two iwi that, that I that I come from. And when I go, you know, when I spend time with one, you know, the, the, those two iwi have always been at loggerheads in their entire And history. such is life, right? Such exactly. Is life. And, 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 and such is life. And going back to, uh, you know, because I hear this all the time, and you're right, just like any other culture around the world and, you know, the British uh, imperial uh, uh, armies, you know, have a lot of blood on their hands as well. Just putting that out there. Oh yeah, but but um, not a competition. But, remember, everyone <laughs> history is but, laden with blood on everyone's hands. It's yeah, the human what I'm, reality. What I'm, yeah. what I'm sharing with you is that uh, back in those days, if there were warring tribes, what they would do is they'd grab a mukapuna from each tribe and 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 they'll arrange marriages. And the idea there was is that you can't fight against yourself, and so that's how they tried to create peace and and try try to sort out that. Well, but that but I, fly I don't want to talk about that. I, I'm yeah. trying to give you a backdrop of, of he Whakaputanga about uh, Te Tiriti. And because it just didn't happen overnight, we're talking so, about so, 180 so my, so, years of things that have happened. So and if you what, don't understand that backdrop, then then I'm talking to myself. Basically. No, so no the, I think we so understand the, it, and and uh, you know everyone's got a view on it, and we've all been thinking. It's about not it. rocket science. Let's well, say. no, actually, no people do not, because I bet you you didn't know what I shared with you. To hands hands on heart. What I share with you Which today about Hifakaputanga, about uh, um, Māori getting sovereignty from King Edward the the Fourth, and, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of those things about the different versions, about how many chiefs. I mean, did you know all of that? Yes. Well, I I, I did <laughs> I did know a good part of it. I read Article Three where they cordial and invi- cordially invite the southern tribes to lay aside their private animosities and to consult the safety and welfare of our common country by joining the Confederation of the United Tribes. So that's a way of saying, hey, you know, we know we came down with our muskets and messed you all up, but, hey, get with mm. the program. Yeah. You know, so it's it's it, let's, let's not have an A.W. Reed view of pre-European Māoridom. You know, talk well, about well it's important. It's important to understand mm. the backdrop. But that, uh, so, so that's so, the so, our whole yeah. situation. Because so, when you said Marie that you come back and you were shocked that that yeah. Maori, these Maoris, are so angry. No, she didn't I say that. No, 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 no. I just said she, she I felt say obligated that. to Donna, give you Donna, a Donna, I did not say Maori. I said anger. I said anger, and it wasn't Maori anger. Well, it, it is Maori that are angry. Yeah, well, it, it is yeah, Maori, and it's Maori that are going out and and demanding. Maybe they're right. Uh, Maybe all we need is a bit more Maori anger. Reconciliation from the crown. Now the crown has come out. Hey, the crown is us, Donna. The crown is us. The crown is us. No, I'm, well, the parliament. Because we're going to have to end up paying, man. Well, okay. The government, Luxon, come out. Luxon come out, and he said that he will not support uh, David Seymour because it's David Seymour's principles that he wants to change that has caused the anger. Well, it's the principles, but the principles are not, the treaty, are not part of the treaty. They're invented. Well, they were invented. What do you mean we're invented? So the so the, so the principles were introduced in 1975. You are you talking about the 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 act itself? That was that was to create the Waitangi Tribunal. 
No, yeah. the principles were developed through the mid-70s to late 80s. No, the principles were actually developed through case law through the Māori Lands Act during the 70s. If you want to talk about where principles were formed, they were yeah. formed through the through different Court of Appeals land, Māori land cases. But there are no principles mentioned in the Treaty of Waitangi. There's no separate section that says these are the principles. No, there are principles that are written. Extrapolated. In, in, well, they're written. They were signed, right? The the chiefs put their marks on it. No, or, the articles. The articles were signed, not the principles. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the thing. And that's the thing. Oh, Seymour's oh, right, bill. Right, right, Seymour's right. bill is about re is re looking the re look, redefining the principles, not the articles of the treaty. And they. Well, that's about interpretation, right? That's yeah, and that's where it gets loosey goosey. Yeah, it's interpretation. That's where, yeah. it's not and, the and my point is that those. Articles um, have been interpreted by courts, by our, by our courts of New Zealand, um, and, and they have also uh, been part of creating um, interpretations around those principles. Yeah, often so by you, activist you have the judgment. articles, then you have those principles, but the backdrop is the articles. Mm. So, like you said so before, Donna, you said life's tough. Yeah, yeah, life's tough. So, Sorry. so, this is, so we, the, at some point so you've got to you move on, right? If you want me to come onto this program, uh, and it's always only me, and I always feel like I'm battling three against one. So, so don't get into a bullying mode. Well, no, no, it's not. Really, you probably do fifty really I'm here in good faith, and I'm here to share my understanding and my knowledge. Because you said, Marie, when you came back, you were really shocked because there's anger. The anger sits with Marty because of what David Seymour has, is trying to oh, do. come on, it goes way back. Principles. No, no, I'm telling you from a mind perspective, that's the reality. Yeah, share your that's understanding. The Great. That's what it's about. Share your understanding. We'll share ours. That's how it works. And, There's and, no bullying going on. Our understanding is different. No, no, but yours. I'm just saying, understanding the different. three of you who have a certain perspective to, okay, Donna, we'll just come out of it. I'm worried that our country, I'm worried that our country. I'm worried our country is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm worried about the future of my mokopuna as well. And I'm worried. This is, you got to remember this, and I, that's why I, I try to explain to you about. Um, uh, what's happened since 1840, the loss of land, the loss of culture, the loss of language, colonisation. And that's why I asked you, Marie, it was always going to happen, Donna. Whanau, it was do you inevitable. participate yeah. in your marae? Because it's very easy to speak as an individual and say, I'm, I'm, I'm an eighth, I'm a tenth, but what is your contribution back to your people? That's well, my I, can, I can speak as a, as, as a descendant of colonisers, uh, my great 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 grandfather bought some land off a uh, Maori chief in uh, Turanganui Akiwa in Gisborne uh, for two horses, and uh, the deal was concluded. The the chief went off with the horses, and uh, the next morning came back with the horses and said, "Oh, bay, <laughs> I had to talk to my whānau and our uh, deals off." And presumably, my great 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 grandfather took his horses back, and that was it. No burning down the village, no raping, 
You know, it was it, and there were only sixty. We parks. were burning down the uh, uh, the village. Well, that's what you hear. The whole, you know, fingernails. Uh, we're the burning what? down a village and raping come into your conversation when you just. Well, because it. that's those are the sort of narratives you hear around the colonization. That's right. Those experience. are the narratives. That's and my I'm point. saying from you my don't own have family history. Information about the circumstances back then. Uh, you just you take snippets. From your own history and you take snippets. I mean, our history uh, is an oral history and things are, 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 I guess, gone from one generation through carvings, through um, waiata, through haka. That's how we share our history, our narrative. But when you throw comments in like that, that's not helpful. Hang on, what comments? When you said the the burning of a village no, and the raping of like women, that, that was, is not helpful. It was a proposed land deal. Uh, there was a cooling what did off you mean, My point is, what did you mean by when you made that comment? Well, I'm when saying, you were sharing a story about there was, there was, land there was, transfer. Over come on, just let him say, come on, Marty, tell us what you meant by that, please. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I want to know because that's just out the gate for if me. If you listen to the narrative on colonisation and the Māori experience of it, it's often portrayed as a brutal, one-way brutalisation of a, a, an innocent people. And what I'm saying is, in the time when my ancestors moved to Tūranganui Akiwa, uh, there, there, there were less than 60 Pākehā living there, and the, the deals were, were done in a pretty good faith among friends. But you my know, point so it's, is, it's not did, a universally the burning of the villages thing. and the raping. Uh, well, because we're on, we know. We're, please we're explain that people. comment, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's not helpful if you're trying to bring bring a people. But, but explain, what explain the comment. What is it's your not point? help? It's not helpful to portray the uh, coming together of Parker. Who, portray, who, who portrayed it like that, Marty? That what were you referencing? I, I was saying that that was the extent of the the uh, land deal. It, it was one person said, "Hey, I've thought about it. I don't want to do yeah, it." Yeah, no. And but I, where did the rape and pillage come in? That's what we want to know. Oh, because yeah. often, often we're, we're we're told stories about villages being burned and and, um, and by and who? God. Well, churches, particularly uh, out in uh, Taranaki. Um, and I come it, from there. I, I actually born and bred there, but you know there, uh, okay. was, there was actually burning of uh, Rangiafau in, in the Waikato. There's many, many stories where where women and children and old people were locked into churches. I'm talking of Maori locked into churches. A light put to it, and the women that escaped were raped. So when you're talking about burning of villages and raping of women, we've got a lot. I wish of you'd never have said that. History. So I'm just saying, be careful where you reference it, because we well, actually got our history reference. So Look, can I can I ask yeah. a question that I was trying to ask all the way back then, and I didn't yeah. get chance to finish it. So you mentioned before around the um, the Waitangi Tribunal, and particularly the, the formation of the Māori Land Courts, right? Yeah. So, um, well, the native, and, it was originally the native, the native land courts. courts. Mm. So there has been a lot of settlement that has gone on through that legal body by Māori um, in order to get some form of reparational compensation for things that had happened historically, which were the seeds of some of the sanga that you have. Yeah. Um, well, that Māori have. So, 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 no, so, let me ask. So, Donna, so, Donna, just, Donna, no, Donna no, let, let me, her finish. Let her finish. 
Can I, can I please ask my question? Can I please ask my question? So, so that um, has all been there. Not everybody has concluded. We do realise that. We I know Napui being the biggest standout. So we're so so. This is why I I worry about some of um, the frustration and anger. And I understand where the anger comes from. But a lot of that process has gone through those courts over a period of thirty years to actually bring some settlement to Iwi for those things that have happened. Where and what, in terms of Seymour wanting to discuss the principles, where does that affect or change those settlements that have already concluded? And how does it affect those Māori who have those settlements? And Kingitanga, you were at Turanga Waiwai. Tainui were the first to settle. Yep, and Tainui still received a lot of money from those settlements because they have those pegged at a ratio of any concluding settlement on that they have a parity that's lifted up there. So so they have done very well with the settlement. They've invested it. They've had some good investments, some bad investments, but they have made an arrangement with the Crown. So if Seymour is wanting to have a discussion around the principles, not the treaty, but the principles that have been carved out in law at that same time, where is the, I mean, I, I'm not, not the harm, but where is, that's why I, I, I'm I struggling to um, wrap my head around the anger, particularly around movements like Kingitanga, because they, for all intents and purposes, surely have actually settled their grievance with the Crown in the courts. Well, well, here's, here's the first point, and it's a very important point, um, there, it's only two cents in the dollar that's been settled. Two cents in the dollar that's been settled. It's already it's already been calculated. Um, they had a capping of one billion dollars for all the Māori tribes of New Zealand. Now, now the the, the government over in the past has done a one billion dollar settlement for for um, a financial bailout for different organisations, um, and you're talking about uh, grievances. Um, I'm not talking about loss of life. I'm not talking about loss of land. I'm not talking about the raping. I come from Pariaka, the raping of my tupuna. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an economic settlement. Can you re- really say, and I think my mokopuna are probably going to revisit this, that two cents in the dollar is a settlement. That's so the what first you point. In regards to your question, well, you know, um, what Seymour did is he, 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 um, part of his, his, uh, part of his campaign really was, was to deal, deal to Māori, really. Um, it was to, uh, People are saying that 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 you know I seen um, your link in regards to Brian Tamaki and how Brian Tamaki is saying that you know Māori are the powder keg. Well, who Māori created who, 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 who created the the powder keg itself? Well, it was David Seymour. If if what David Seymour hey, if that's has all done it takes. is he's united Mardydom. But David Seymour, through his treaty, uh, uh, wanting to change the treaty principles, actually 
You know, you can't, you can't. No, I don't uh, think he wants to change and what it. He wants to clarify it. What he used in Waitangi is he talks about ideologies, right? And let's share ideas. Well, he didn't. He went on a campaign to attack Māori, to attack the treaty principles, and ultimately to attack the treaty Te Tiriti itself. Okay. So Māori them are saying, not on our watch. All right. Right? Okay. Not on our watch, basically. How much of how much of this do you think we can stand before we all fly to pieces? Well, yeah, that's right. Is that what we want? Do we want to fly to well, pieces? Well, I don't know. I don't know because don't. I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of uh, Do we want tribalism or democracy? Donna, what do you no, want? No, wait, tribalism? Hang on a minute. Hang do you want on to live in tribalism here's, or democracy? Here's a fact. We were the majority when the treaty and her fucker Tribalism or democracy? There was no democracy when that treaty was Tribalism we or democracy in 2024? No, listen to me. And out of good faith. It's not 1840 anymore. Because we wanted. Uh, uh, um, because there was lawlessness and it wasn't Māori that were lawless, it was the whalers and there wasn't no law here. Māori wanted Britain, the Crown, Parliament to come over and sort out their own people. That was one of the reasons why the treaty was signed. Okay. Was to create order. But tribalism is not going to work in 20... Tribalism Uh, is not going to work as a system to operate against... You know, I was born into that tribal space and you can't tell me that I'm I'm not tribal. My whakapapa determines who I belong to. You don't. So how do you you feel if Pākehā get more tribal? Pardon? how do you feel if Pākehā get more tribal? And we start more... That's your prerogative. We've been tribal before you guys even arrived. We don't want to be tribal. We want democracy. No, no, we want one person, one vote. I have an awa. I have a waka. I have a hapu. I have a marae. I have an iwi. That determines who I am. Uh, no, we're talking about who, how we operate a representative democracy where everyone has one person, one vote, as opposed to being ruled by tribes. Well, Māori them are ruled by tribes, whether you like it or not. Okay, well, it's an incompatible system. Roles. It's incompatible, then, isn't it? Fundamentally. Well, uh, well, well, it's just who we are. We're going to continue. I mean, I've always, in all the political parties that I've been with, I've always been tribal. I, I'm, I'm accountable to my marae. Okay, so all right. Well, it, it's pretty clear where where. So, where I mean, it's, it's emblematic well, of, of the discussion, isn't it? Sit. Uh, we, really, we all? Like it, on, all? Been, yeah, well, the majority, Back that up. The Back majority that up. of us sit within the tribal space. I'm telling you, if there are a lot of our whānau who have gone to the cities, and remember we moved to the cities for employment back in the 40s and the 50s and then into the 60s, and there was a disconnect. There was a disconnect there. But most Māori, at the very least, know the iwi, and then once they get reintroduced back into the iwi, and that's all part of this whole colonised process, right? You know, colonisation, there were some good parts to it, and there weren't so, so many good parts to it. But that's a fact, and that's our life, and that's our history. But no one can, no one else can tell me and and my whanau, my husband, that 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 you don't belong to that marae, that you don't belong to that no one said tapu, that, that no, you don't no. belong to that. Area, no one that said tribalism that. Tribalism doesn't work in New Zealand. No, no, tribalism, tribalism has been around. You can't operate a country on a tribal years. politics. You can't. Very very clear. Yes. If you choose not to be part of your tribe, 
then that's your prerogative. We're talking across each other. I think we've had enough of this one. Let's move on to the COVID inquiry. Open for submissions as of Thursday, that's yesterday, 8th of Feb. We've just heard Alastair um, Harding's uh, interview with uh, one of the commissioners, John Whitehead, former Treasury official. He's done a lot in the public service. Um, it seems to me, um, and I'd like to get uh, others' um, observations of this, that um, his tone was very conciliatory, very conciliatory. Yeah, I thought so. He was very sincere. Um, and, and I yeah, I felt that he was very, very sincere that all submissions made would be read and considered. Although he did say that they were given 90,000 pages of material to cover, which is almost a fool's errand, isn't it? That's mm. that, Well, who you, can you, digest that? But you know what that'll be? That'll be like technical briefing papers and endless policy statements, wouldn't it? Yeah. And well, he did say what? that he was interested in hearing what people had to say within the uh, context of, of the terms of reference, which didn't inspire me with hope. But, you know, I, I know there will be a lot of people submitting who will su have a lot of compelling stories. Well, I must say that um, Ali Cook, uh, board member for New Zealand Outdoors and Freedom Party, has has put out a petition on that on this very topic and she's been taken through the ringer in regards to even getting it uh, um, through the gatekeepers of parliament. <laughs> like, like it's been really, really challenging. They keep on flicking back to her, uh, challenging her on certain points of her petition. So, so she's had real difficulty getting her petition um, uh, to, to the point that it's going to be seen, uh, or, you know, that, that parliament's going to... Just debate it. Well, debate, de de uh, let, let, let's look what has happened here. Originally, that uh, limited terms of reference was obvious. It was there just to um, almost for policy wonks. It didn't address any of the human factors, it seems to me. But now, uh, again, after listening to that interview, without it actually being said, absolutely specifically, it seems to be, well, if you've got something to say, you can say it. And it's it not does limited. sound like that, doesn't it? And and there will be a lot of stuff come out. And it's again, it's that that public discussion. You know, it's good, free airing of ideas. Even if we're in opposition, it's always better than shutting down discussion, right? Because remember what what position that was and what we're moving to, right? I mean, it's a big flip. Truth will set us free. Must be more to be said about this. Well, I just think it is a really good opportunity, and I think I really do hope people take the time and opportunity to, you know, place a submission. And one of the things he did talk about was, you know, that there were lots of different people he spoke across the spectrum. And one of the things that actually encouraged me was when he talked about um, he's on a board with the the diocese for the cathedral next to Parliament, and yep. you know they opened up their toilets and their facilities for those that uh, went to the protest a few years ago, and he took the time to actually speak to people that were there. So for me, I found that really, really encouraging because whilst what Alistair, a hero, eh? Give him a medal. Well, well no, well, no, 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 no. No, I, I say encouraging, Paul, because it, this, because the question was asked, you know, by from Alistair about the um, 
some of the comments made by the previous commissioner, which he sort of sort of fluffed around a little bit. Blakely. Yeah, but Blakely, but it did, did actually show that he, um, unlike many New Zealanders that just completely shunned, shut out, wouldn't even wouldn't even engage with anyone that was there, he actually took the time to actually do that, which said, then hopefully says to me that a lot of, he's going to look at this with an open mind. Yeah, but he's not so tribal about it. <laughs> okay, but uh, the big question is, you know, does it come well efficacy? Is efficacy an on-ramp to harm? Well, I was I was disappointed that there wasn't more um, uh, the, uh, talk about what was pernicious in the whole thing. Um, I, I thought uh, Alistair uh, uh, posed a good question when he said, how much are we really going to find out from this inquiry when it appears that the commissioners, like Professor Tony Blakely, have pre- previously taken pro-positions on these things like lockdowns and vaccine mandates that caused so much damage. Um, and, yeah, there was always that danger that you've got an old boys club investigating itself, the same way as the police investigated themselves mm. over the things that they did at that protest. Yeah. Um, there's huge political reputations at stake here, isn't it? I mean, New Zealand first must know that they're probably in there because of this. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the other thing to remember, though, is every single party that is currently in the House at the moment on both sides, we're all complicit in actually pushing all of this through. So uh, how is, I mean, whereas New Zealand First has probably been the first to to pull back on this, um, which, you know, helped get them to the position that they were. But, you know, in terms of uh, blood on hands, there is there is a stain on every single party that is there. And, you know, we haven't had uh, a conviction politician in the House like they have in Australia, like they've had mm. in the UK, like they've had um, in the United States. So I will be intrigued, and I don't know what you think about this, Donna, being in the, in the political space, I'll be intrigued to see where those currently sitting in the House position themselves on this as the information comes out. Well, I agree with Paul. Uh, Winston Peters is there because of the freedom vote. Um, and, they, you know, I think that um, he saw an opportunity because he's a bit of an opportunist, so, you know, let's be real about that. He saw an opportunity. I think if he, he may, uh, through the negotiations, have put safety in there and the government, uh, Luxon just wouldn't go there. Uh, maybe and so I well, think. How could you not go there though? We've got excess death rate. We've got a live birth rate that's through the floor. We've yeah. got, you know, um, everyone knows someone. I know dozens of people. I mean, yeah, man. Well, you know, the, what, there are, and then there we've got the whistleblower, right? Mm. Which 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 affirms what everybody's been saying anyway. What one of the key pinch points in it is the uh, Ministry of Health had the data on health outcomes by vaccination status. They said in the early stages that they were going to release it as soon as possible, and they never did, and they're still sitting on it. Why? Yeah. Just a question like that's enough to crack the whole thing open. Mm. Um, you, you know, the, the process by which, as I said earlier, they determined that it was um, safe to give it to pregnant women, when normally you don't let any some, uh, a new treatment 
modality near a pregnant woman the until last had 10 years. living organism in the world yeah. to get and it was that. Never, it was never tested on pregnant women because it wasn't ethical. Like yeah. things like that. Those are the questions. Uh, you know, so th- what worries me is this guy's talking about 90,000 uh, pages. You could have one page of those questions and that would be enough to crack it open. Mm, mm. And what's interesting too, through New Zealand Outdoors and Freedom Party, uh, OIAs, and we've pushed many OIAs, OIAs uh, in regards to the, the top, topic of safety yeah, I've seen and them. the yeah. effectiveness, and, and the OIAs show uh, that the government at the time did not know that it was safe and, and, and effective. I mean, we're talking January, they did not know, and they rolled it out in February 2021. And and there was an absolute brainwashing campaign. It was everywhere, on your radio, on your TV, I mean, you know, uh, paper. It, their ads were, were, it was just, it was a brainwashing that it was safe. And That was, budget was spent out of the Prime Minister's office too, by the way. That advertising oh. budget, so it was directly controlled there. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, this could either be a whitewash, or the floodgates will blow open so massively that we, as Trump says, you've never seen anything like it. Mm. Mm. Let's hope the floodgates open. <laughs> well, what happens? Here's the interesting thing: what happens if they don't? Because I think there's potentially enough pent up, and there, and that will grow. Because I'm talking to people now in medical practice practices, let's say, who are dealing with an unprecedented number of people presenting themselves. It's only going to get more and more. We might have to go through this exercise properly to avoid an even worse outcome. Self-reflection is always painful. And, you know, if you look at a marriage that's failing, one of the things that normally characterizes it is the each person looking at how the other person's wrong. Yeah. And I would I would venture to suggest this is true in this case. It's probably true in the treaty issues what we just we're talking having. about before. Mm, yeah, you know, mm. and we just got to talk it out. Yeah, you know? we do. We're going to be brave, and uh, um, and we it's it's an emotional topic, just like the topic we're talking about now. It's emotional because we all know someone. We have someone very close to us that that have either been vaccine injured or died of their vaccine injuries, and you want accountability, right? You can't mm. be elected into parliament and, and get away with this fraud that caused so many deaths and so many harm, so much harm. Yeah, I mean the the emotion thing is is a major uh, uh, way that Maori and Paki uh, talk past each other. You know, one of the things I often say when someone says, "Oh, the justice system's racist," is I say, "You know, like culturally, I'm British, so." If you are annoying me to the point where I feel like shooting you in the face, I'm going to be saying something like, look, I'm finding the turn this conversation is taking extremely disagreeable, and I'd urge you to pull back from it. And I lose mana if you can see me being angry, whereas, you know, Māori are, are that have that warrior thing, and so their thing is to, you know... We're very dramatic. In yeah, your face. Dramatic. Now, the question is, which works better in a routine traffic stop when each of us have got an ounce of weed in the in the glove box? <laughs> who's going home, and who's going to jail, Donna? You don't I need don't a know. I don't know. It depends on the person in the seat. Right? Yes, officer. I know how fast I was going. I'm terribly sorry. I won't do it again. <laughs> Though for John Whitehead to come out and be interviewed, um, and for um, the voices. For freedom folk to have had uh, dialogue with those commissioners too in the launch of 
their effort, this uh, portal that's been um, put online. Um, that I think that tells you something. That's yeah. That's kind yeah. of setting the table, preparing the ground. Because um, you could easily say, "Look, you're all nutters. You're all crazy. Go yeah. away. We know that you're just vax, uh, anti-vax, tinfoil hat wearers, cookers, Sean, cookers." Like it's like you being on the show, Don. I'm sorry if you've felt that you yeah. know it was three against one. That was never what we want to do. I know. We, we want to hear what you've got to say, and, and yeah, yeah, there are other people that we want to hear what they've got to say. And maybe in that initial contact, there's going to be that sort of thing that gets young Maori kids arrested when they're stopped with an ounce of weed in their glove box, and they go, "Ah, you put yeah. things." Yeah. Well, you they know? make matters get worse. Get that. We keep talking. We're mm. friends. You know. Yeah, interesting enough, uh, um, that's my background that you're just talking about, the the justice system, and so I know quite a bit about the justice system, uh, uh, but I won't go there because, you know, like I say, that's a whole different panel, uh, but um, there, there are there are areas of concern. Let, let me put no it No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Marty and I covered it. Uh, last year, didn't we, Marty? There was definitely yep. some deep areas of concern. And we should be united in in rooting out and getting rid of injustice. And and you know, well, like- and and I think the rest of us, those of us that were at the occupation, uh, it didn't matter whether you were black, brown, white, yellow. We oh. were all treated. That's like what I wasn't there, but everyone I've spoken to yep. who was there, and Alistair who made the film, and others who made the other films. That was the over. Uh, that's I heard that all the time. Yeah, but but and, but and even if you look time, at the footage, you can actually see it in action. You can. But it was New Zealand at its best, wasn't it? And it yes, was, it was. Maori, everyone we could, getting on bottle that self organising, and that's why they had to crush it because they didn't want a society where they weren't essential. Yes. Good point. Good point. Yes. Okay, well, how are we doing on time? I think we've burnt up pretty well a, a full hour yeah. already. Um, is there anything more that we have to say about this inquiry? We will be watching closely, and I think we need to all be diplomatic about it because slowly, slowly, catch a monkey, and we know where we've come from, we know where we've got to go. It doesn't mean that we can be, you know, wet bus tickets, but we've got to, we've got to play it, you know, in a, in a very sort of smart way. Is there anything more to say about that before we get off that? I, I think the biggest thing is the portal is now open. The olive branch has been uh, popped out there. The opportunity has been presented, and I just think we all need to take it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was talking to Sue Gray actually this morning, and and we were both saying that we sense a shift, even even in the through the legal processes as well. That there, there's a sense of a shift. So I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you I. I agree with you. I think you just hit the nail right there. there there's Aww. been something, uh, even a degree or two, but it's something, right? It's it's something. Yeah. No, it's it's heartening. Okay. Maybe we can get rid of fluoride out of the water at the same time. He's hoping, right? <laughs> well, you know, in, in all of in all go for of the this, doctor. And, and I'm I'm reluctant often to get drawn into. Uh, articles uh, to arguments that are right up the top about jurisprudence and legal history and history. I I have what I call a a zipper consensus. You know, I figure if we can start at the bottom and zip ourselves up like a zip, like uh, let's agree on some things, like we don't put cigarettes out on babies. Everyone okay with that? Uh, we, we don't, you know, yeah, probably we don't want our children that. failed by the education system, you know, and by the time we've got uh, what we agree on, 
uh, together and we've gone right up that, th- our differences aren't nearly so uh, imposing. No. That's right. That's right. And, and like um, you've all said, we've all experienced that unity and just, you know, we can do it. We did it at the occupation so we can do it again. And what? and let, let's hope um, that we're going to find that unity somewhere in regards to the, the race relations in Aotearoa um, and, and, and that we accept each other's differences and, you know, and let that be that, but we carry on together as a united country. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, sometimes our differences need, uh, you know, we, we can look at them if someone points them out to us and go, you know what, yeah, maybe that's not working for me. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've certainly, having grown up in a 50% Maori community, as, you know, with Marie, uh, you know, it, it changed me. You know, it, it's affected me culturally in a way that's made it a lot easier for me to move around the world and get to know other people because of, you know, my... And, and at the same time, as I said, I've make that, made that point to my Māori friends a lot of the whole who's got an ounce of weed in the uh, glove box and is going to jail joke, you know, they can kind of go, oh, yeah, I kind of get that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, well I let me say this, um, and I'm not trying to be anything here. I don't have much connection to Māoridom, Um you know, in in terms of um, family, etc. But one thing I do have is a charitable trust that gets old aeroplanes, and it's called Bring Our Birds Home. And I got a good Maori mate of mine, Eru Rerakura, who used to work at RNZ. And I said, Eru, can you write me the Maori meaning of that, please? And he did, and it's Fakahokia Maiotata Manukitakainga, and oh. and and that literally, if you dial it in, says Bring Our Birds Home. Now. That's a nice to have. But what I find is I talk with people all over the world because I'm chasing artifacts all over the world. The power bit of my communication is that line. Yeah. Because that's you, you what's know, different. We're, that's we're what's talking different. about our differences. Oh, yeah. You know what I like to talk about with Māori and Pākehā is being more than the sum of our parts. You know, if we're together, it's that whole thing that people kind of got a whiff of with the World War II and stuff. Uh, you know, when we work together to a common goal, we're we're really unstoppable. That's right. And it's not for me to tell you how to be, and it's not for you to tell me how no, to be. We right. just accept each other's differences and then move, you know, move together into the future, move forward so that our Tamariki, our mokopuna, will, you know, we're leading by example is what I'm saying. Yes, there's all this ruckus now, but it will settle. It will settle and hopefully everyone will come to their senses. And and But but there, there has been a unity amongst Māoridom. And, and that's I don't think that's nothing to be scared of because we haven't been unified like this for a very, yeah, very good, long good time. Good unity, it but sometimes yeah, it's, it's against a straw man, you know, like it's against Pākehā who don't want to see Māori succeed, who are happy with them in their incarceration rate, who are happy with them failing it. I think most Pākehā hate all that. I'd yeah. love to be better educated. I'd love to see them in jail less and wasting their lives. Smack life. it out of the park, I say. Yeah, I want to yeah. see them absolutely cane it. Mm. Yeah. So right. let's talk about how to do that. Okay. Yeah. And, and you know, like, well, I've just about- given you a hint. You know, you talked about tribalism. That is who we are, and that's who we've been for. No, no, but I was talking about that in context of how to operate a political system. Ah, that's, that's, ah, a, that's, ah, a, that's a hapu. Okay. That's a hapu thing. <laughs> Sorry. You know, yeah. you know. Anyway, 
I think awesome. we're done. Um, there are other things to talk about, but uh, that's been, whew, what a ride. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Donna, thank you for coming on, seriously, okay? Yeah, Martin Wah, Donna. Hi, Martin Hi. We'll meet yeah. again. We'll no, meet. You'll, you'll, you'll be back. You'll be back. Yeah, I'll, we'll be, be, back. I'll be able to help yourself. <laughs> and, um, but no, thank you for giving me the opportunity. And, and it just goes to show, you know, um, just what's been happening in our space. Like I said, I try to give a bit of a backdrop. Yeah. Uh, of where things have been at for us. You know, uh, we've lost a lot and that's a reality. Um, And, you know, New Zealand is where it is today off the backs, and I don't want to start this up again, but off the backs of that loss. And we we haven't found our way back yet is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Those those statistics that you're talking about about are all off the back of that loss. No, I hear you. Mm. Okay, and Marie, thank you, Marie. You're welcome, Paul. Anytime. And uh, anytime. <laughs> anytime. And hopefully next time you come through immigration, it, it'll feel a little lighter or something. I don't know. No, I, look, I, I think I think Donna is right, though. I think Donna is right. There, there is um, a uniting factor that that has been there, and uh, which is always good. And I think it will settle down. It will settle down. If we if we emulate like we were just talking before. What I was watching on those feeds and couldn't be part of, but looked at and cried many times. God's children right in front of you there. If we can do that, we can do anything. Nothing can stop us. Absolutely. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk again soon. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to RCR, Reality Check Radio. If you like what you're listening to or dislike what you're listening to, Either way, we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us now. You can text us with your message to 2057, that's 2057, or email us at inbox at realitycheck.radio. We would love to hear from you, so connect with us today.